properties are cozy and snugged. We own many properties. Why is that important? Because that's one way how to make money. And that's one way how to feed your family. I love it. Good job. Hello, 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 hello. It's me, Stephen Lee, your host and your guide through the transmission of the Black Wall podcast, where uh, our goal is to bring our community of the black and brown people of investors together and give inspiration and a blueprint or black print, excuse me, to all the different ways and ideas and avenues that our community produces income and the ancillary businesses that come from that and also the skill sets and the careers and the passions that can be turned into money. So today I have a extremely special guest. Um, this gentleman, I came across him on Instagram. Um, he's extremely innovative. He's also extremely creative. He's a hard, hard worker. Um, I see this guy online all day, every day at a job site, getting dirty, giving knowledge. He does lives at night. He's just an all around great brother. Andre Payne, entrepreneur, commercial and real estate developer. Y'all he's licensed general contractor. He's from Philadelphia. Eagles fly, fly, Eagles fly. And he's also part of the extremely rare space y'all we're talking under 10 percent of the nation's real estate developers according to statistics are black so we've got one y'all we've got an extremely important piece of the black wall and rebuilding our communities and monetizing in the face of gentrification once again mr andre Payne. hello 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 people yeah, yeah, yeah. You're here, man. You're in front of everybody. So, uh, yes, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on, man. I, I really appreciate the opportunity and, uh, just being able to tell my story to be able to impact, uh, others just, just trying to come up in the development game and just got similar background. So, yeah. Again, yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. So speaking of the similar background, what, uh, what, you, what really brought and, uh, brought it home for me was the fact that we invested in the same exact area at the same time, which was the west side of Atlanta, Beltline area, excuse me, <clears throat> Beltline area, uh, right before the stadium was built, that whole bluff, English Avenue, Simpson Road, the whole, that whole smorgasbord over there. Um, we were working in that area around the same time, 2014-ish, right? That kind of area. Yeah. Yeah. But we yeah. never came across each other. And that really, uh, that really shocked me. Um, I was buying all my homes from Rick Warren, who, um, if you know anything about that area and that whole, I do, I do know who Rick Warren is exactly. Right. So Rick Warren kind of took me underneath his wing, and um, he mentored me. And he's um, he's an interesting guy because he's not a lovey dovey mentor. And um, I got my first ten homes from him, all cash purchases. Uh, Rick only sold bandos, the worst of the worst. And I got him from him and he helped me out. But then once I got to 10, he said, I can no longer help you. I can no longer uh, work with you 
because now you're my competition. I've taught you everything I could teach you. And that was it. Our relationship ended from there. Um, he introduced me to my lawyer, uh, the Maynards. Um, he, I introduced him to his real estate agent, Takesha Wood. Um, so we did a great, you know, I'd say a year worth of business. I was buying up uh, all his property when he caught his case and uh, nobody wanted to touch him. And he needed he needed money to pay his lawyer fees. And I was the guy who was buying all his houses in cash at that time. And um, I stuck by him while he caught the case, as you know, I was taught to do in my previous life. And so we, me and you just never crossed paths, which I always thought was just so interesting. But you were a developer, and I've been looking for a black developer for years, and now God has put us together. So, yes, we want to hear your story. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's obviously it's a long story, but just to kind of give you a quick synopsis, um, I'm going to kind of just go through some quick things that fast forward me up to the point where I'm at now in the city of Atlanta. But I was born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, I spent the first part of my life there, and then I actually moved. Uh, my mother ended up moving to Chicago. Mm. And um, uh, Chicago is a very similar city to Philadelphia. It's just bigger. Okay. And so I knew how to fit right in. Um, and, and then, you know, the people there embraced me. And actually, man, I, I always contribute to Chicago because it actually turned me into the man, you know, the man I am today. It molded me into that to, 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 to be a man. Okay. So um, Philly uh, bore you, but Chicago raised you. Correct. Yeah. Got you. Got I, you. I'll play that for sure. Um, because I spent the first part of my life in Philadelphia. Like I moved to Chicago. I was in my teenage years. Um, mm. And then, but you know, obviously that, you know, being in Chicago um, and, and being able to fit in there, it, it molded me to again, who I am today. And then what part of Chicago moved, are we talking about? Cause we got Chicago listeners. Like we got, we got people in Chicago that we fuck. Uh, I, I moved to the South side. I moved to the okay. South side. South okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I think to be honest, man, I think the South Side the best, and I'm not just saying that to <laughs> bias. No, I, I know, I know, I'm gonna have some fighters on the line. Man, yeah, because but, all my West Side uh, people are gonna say the, the opposite. You know, they're gonna say the opposite. But, but check this though, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a natural navigator, and so even though I spent a lot of time on the South Side, and and, and the culture there is, is super dope. I really, I hung on the West Side too. One of my best friends that I call my brother today, he was from the West Side. Okay. And so I, we hung on the West Side as well. And so I kind of know Chicago like the back of my hand, but I've been through all over, right? I, I hung on the West Side, lived on the South Side, hung on the North Side. And so I'm kind of familiar with the whole town. Um, and there's just something about the Midwest. Am I wrong? It, it is. Chicago it's something about it, man. It's something about yeah, it. it. The is. Midwest will get in your blood, man. And, and it just, it, is, it won't leave. Shout out it to is, Cleveland. Man. Shout out to Detroit. Shout yeah. out to Chicago. Shout out to St. Louis. All yeah. all of y'all, yeah. man. It's just Buffalo. Once once that that those lakes and that lake air gets in you, you're not gonna be able to leave it alone. <laughs> now you're gonna be pissed uh, off in the winter, and you're gonna be like, "Why am I here?" But definitely. man, that damn that lake starts shimmering. In that May and June, you know what I'm talking about, bro. And you just forget about yes, them sir. other, yes, them sir. cold ass uh, nine months you just went through. You just do. You just, <laughs> right. you just so do. Yeah, man. Uh, oh man, we're gonna get sidetracked. Chicago is one of the, the best cities I've been to in the summertime, man. It's nothing like it. They call it. Oh, hands down, summertime. hands down. And yeah, you know what? Chicago like is a clean New York, and I'm a New Yorker, so I could say that. Yes, it is. I, I always hear that same reference. It's, it, I, I kind of agree with you. I'm telling you, the first time I landed, I was shocked. I was, oh, shit, look at this skyline. I was shocked. I didn't yeah. know that New York existed outside of New York, but clean. Yeah, facts, man. Facts. But I always say, too, 
it's not like being on the East Coast, man. East Coast has got flavor, they got style, they got they got the grit. Oh, you just try so, to hedge your bets because you got to go home to Philly for the for the holidays. I, I mean, listen, man, I got I got it. I got it running from both sides of me, man. I got to do my blood. Just, I can't detach from it, bro. Right, and so, Philly is the hardest working city in the country. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Detroit and close second. Right. Cleveland <laughs> and Detroit close second. I got to be honest with you, yeah. but Philly, come on, yeah. y'all. Philly, they have a jail in the stadium. They'll arrest you at the game. And then you'll still make it to work on Monday. That's a fact. Yes, That's a yes, fact. Sir. You will catch a whole case on Sunday at the game, but they will let you out in time for work on Monday. God damn, you gotta love Philadelphia, man. Anyways, right. so, so you, Chicago, Philly to Chicago, Chicago brings you up as a man. Is that where you got the real estate bug in Chicago? Because they have beautiful structures. I, I actually did. I actually got, I picked up, I actually picked up, um, uh, Real, I mean, not real estate, but I picked up construction first. Okay. Um, you know, like, and, and I'm not embarrassed to say it now, man, but I got in trouble. You know, I got in some trouble, and and and, and construction was introduced to me. Okay. And, okay. Um, it actually saved my life. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't a super knucklehead. I was super smart in school, man. I, I graduated fourth from my class. I stayed on the dean's list or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was in all type of stuff, but you know, just. Just coming up in those inner cities, man. Just, wait, 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 wait. Hold I, on. Let I, me slow you down, brother. We're not doing that on yes, this sir. podcast. This, this is not that podcast. We don't have any shame okay. on the street life and the way that we got here because that's my story, right? I had one foot in the kitchen and one foot in the streets my whole life. Okay? I got you. So, so we're doing this podcast for people to understand that sometimes you come to this crossroad because your street life has run out and you can't be afraid to cross that street. But a lot of the times the people that have never been in our circumstances, they don't like talking to us. They look down at us, right? Just like you. Oh, you just do the construction and they want to keep you as the hands. But you're like, I want to learn more. I want to get in this game. I like this. There you go. So we're doing this for those people. We're putting out lifelines and we're putting out buoys to help these people navigate that transition, right? Because the language is different. The rules are different. The ethics are different. Because on the streets, if I say this is a deal, it's a deal, right? But in our game, someone could sign a piece of paper and then fall off on the contract. But you can't do nothing about it. That's just part of the deal, right? So we're here to try to be translators and help them navigate in this space and get them on the other side, my brother. So don't be shamed. Please don't be shamed. Well, I'm not ashamed now. I was at the time. Um, and, I, and again, I know now that that's part of my story. And so I'm definitely not ashamed now because, again, that led me up to where I'm at now. Mm. Right? I think I think I always tell people that now that everything I got to my name, everything I own, it, it comes from either construction background or real estate background. Mm. And that was the catalyst for it. Right. And so I'm definitely not ashamed of that at all. Um, again, at the time, it's just I was because you know people look at you saying, "Hey, oh, you know better," or mm. "You should have did that," whatever the case may be, right? And so I just use that as my springboard, right? Um, and so again, started off in construction, started off from the bottom. I, I, I didn't even know how to read a tape when I started out, and mm. I tell people now that I've been doing this twenty years, and they're like, "Damn, how old are you?" But you know, that was I was young. I started at twenty years old, and so now I'm forty, mm. right? And I'm just I just stuck to, I stayed consistent. I just stuck to the script and I, I found something that I love to do and I just ran with it. So and you, you, you identified something that you enjoyed and you, and you built and fostered it into a skill. 
right? Correct. That's important. So you went from just doing construction because you fucked up, right, to taking that serious and putting your energy into it and learning how to read the tape and understanding why every 16 inches needs to be a beam and understanding the next steps, right? And you stuck with it. You didn't just do it to just get everybody off your back and then go right back into the streets. Am I correct? Correct. So it that's was, important. I really in love doing. Um, and, and my first thing was, and it's, and it's funny to say that now, and that's why the power of words is so critical because the first thing I said is when I got involved with construction, is I don't want to work for nobody. I want to start my own company, right? <clears throat> and I didn't, I didn't know how that looked at the time. I just knew that that was my goal, and that's what I wanted to do. And you were willing um, to put in the work. In, in fact, I put in so much work. And so um, that's why I tip my head off now to, to any entrepreneur I see. And they, you know, they tell me, even if, if they tell me they've been in business five years or 10 years, I'm tipping my head off to them because I'm like, I know you've been through some shit. Yeah. I know you had to go through whatever, yeah. right? Because we the, the strong survive, and if you're an entrepreneur and you've been in business five years, that says something to me. Just speaking from just speaking that. That language. is the magic mark. That is the magic mark. If you can make it to five years, yep. your chances of success have just doubled. Yep, there you go. That's true. That's a fact. They and have I, done a I, double. But I didn't. Re- I, I used to always hear people say that, and I didn't realize it at first. And then I started counting the years, and I'm like, man, you know, I've been in business ten years now, and I'm like, oh. You know, and that feels good to say that now. Like, man, I haven't had to clock in nobody's job in 10 years. Mm. And, you know, again, it, it, just looking up, man, I'm just putting the pieces to the puzzle and just continuing to keep going uh, as well as, you know, teach others and show others how to do the same. Right. And I noticed that you're you're doing like a, a series of boot camp, right? Yes, I am. So talk to uh, us about boot this boot camp. Is- What's the boot camp about? Well, the boot camp is, is actually going to be getting, um, I mean, I call it beginning developers, but. I mean, you can even be in, you know, a lot of people who've been in a real estate game still don't know how to develop. They Correct. Say, like oh, me. We're crazy. talking to me here. There you go. And and they, because, you know, people, you learn one strategy, right? And I think that um, one of the mentors or one of the people that I learned from early on is just like, you see the next shiniest thing and you want to do that. And so for me, I think in real estate, it's really critical that you find your niche and the mm-hmm. stuff that you love. I'd say try all of it because you're going to uh, uh, eventually find something that fits your 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 uh your character right and who you are and what identifies with you the most right and so that's right. what I, did. I started out wholesaling right I did flipping um I, and then now I'm at the you know almost at the top of the food chain I would say um the top of the food chain I call is is actually when you control the money but I'm 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 at the top of the food chain when it comes to to real estate and and I love the development part of it because I actually like giving a service right I like creating something, coming up with something in my mind from nothing, right? Creating something and bringing that to life and then people are able to use it, right? And so back to your original question, the five-day boot camp is going to be showing, again, not only beginning to, uh, uh, investors, but uh, people who've been in the game and just don't know how to develop. They don't even know the, the beginning stages of development. And it's not as hard as you think it is. It's just a simple formula and it does take a little time and patience, right? Right. So in that five-day boot camp, we're going to be teaching like zone and how how do you find, you know, uh, how do you go source this land, right? You see a piece of land, you just want who owns it, wh- where it's come from. And then if you do the, decide to buy that land, what can you even put on it, right? What is right. It what are your for? limitations? Did you go, right? And so that's where it starts at, right? And then actually how, how to identify your team, whether it be 
uh, and that started from like a broker or agent, right? To help mm-hmm. you do that. Mm-hmm. I started from like a lawyer, right? You need a lawyer. You In the state of Georgia, you have to have an attorney at closing. Absolutely. There you go. You need a, you need a, um, you know, which is very, very underrated, but you need an insurance agent because you got to insure each piece of property that you buy. You, you are should. correct. That is, and that's, yeah. that is very important. That is very important. Especially if you use the lender. If you're not using a lender, no, but I say you should. You always should because you never know. Do you really want to go down this rabbit hole right now? Because you know I'm dying di- I'm, I'm, I'm dying to ask you. Oh, I'm dying to ask you about that. Don't do that. You're setting me up that's, for that's, it. That's, that's a whole other conversation, right? Oh, and, and so man. We're going to be teaching all this stuff in a five-day boot camp, and then obviously there's going to be a mentorship after that, whoever decides to, to and listen to the mentorship because the boot camp is going to get you started. I mean, I'm going to just be straight up transparent with you. Um, it'll get you started to get your will turning. And that, you know what? The people who don't have the money to get into the mentorship, that's fine. Because what I, I was, I was savvy enough at the time when I was learning real estate that I didn't have the money to get in anybody's mentorship. And the mm-hmm. money that I had, I really didn't want to invest it. Now I know better. But what I did was I took what I did know and what they was teaching and I, and I spiraled that. And I, man, it was nice. I couldn't sleep because I was learning information. Well, yeah, right? I went to YouTube University for my uh, real estate portfolio, and, and, to be honest with you. And exactly. That's exactly what I did. But the, what, what happens with the mentor is that that speeds up your learning curve. So for it took me, it took me a year to get my first wholesale deal. Um, but if I would have just paid this mentor at the time, they was asking for like $1,500, I would have probably got the deal in a month or two or three months or whatever the case may be. But that would have sped up my learning curve. And I would have been able to, um, you know, obviously make money a little bit faster, but I don't take my, I don't take that back for nothing in the world, but I do understand the power of mentorship now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your, and your, and your course isn't crazyly priced either. Right. I think it's like 200 bucks. Well, now that's a camp is is 197. Uh, the mentorship is going to be a little higher, but it's going to be a longer time period. Obviously it's going to be a five, it's going to be a $5,000 investment, but it's going to be an eight week term. Okay. And with that, um, you, you privy to all my teams. So you'll be privy to any of my lawyers, any of my insurance agents, any of my lenders, um, any of my brokers or agents that I have on staff, right. uh, any architects. Um, obviously we are a GC company. If you want to use us, you can. If not, I do know other GCs. Um, and so you'll be privy to all that throughout the whole mentorship. Or program. your development, well, right. There you go. Which there I think go. is extremely important. And that's coming from somebody who actually does right now own a real estate portfolio but I've never done ground up development and that's how I found you. Right. And I, and I've been in your comments as you post asking questions about property I own right now. So I'm not here, you know, as you know, I don't sell stuff. That's not my thing. But when I believe in somebody and what they're doing, I think we need to get that message out there, man, because you know, that, that, that's honest like that. The, the development part of the real estate game, I do think is the scariest Right. Because you have to have all the components of the real estate game to make it happen. Like you said, architects, you need to have permitting. You need to have the team. You need to have the contractors you need to have. And it's different uh, types of contractors, not just a general. You're going to need foundation poured. You're going to need electricians. You're going to need all these things. You're going to need financing if you decide to go that route. So you're going to have to really have an understanding of the game and be dedicated to it. So in this scenario, I would say. Don't jump off the porch without an OG. I, I would I would agree with that on this one. Um, now now my yeah now my question to you is is what about the wholesaling made you want to start there? Because I didn't start there. So what made you start well, at wholesaling? I think, I think my circumstance kind of 
kind of forced me to start there, right? Because, you know, everybody was talking about flipping, and I, and I just wasn't comfortable. I didn't, I, again, I didn't know anything about real estate. Mm. And so I was trying to get in where I could fit in, right? You know, I was like, all right, let's take wholesale. I just started researching. I was like, oh, okay, this is what this guy, Dean Garassi, I don't know if you grew up kind of like listening to him on these late night infomercials. Oh, this is what he was talking about where you can make, you know, money with no money down on real estate. Right, and right, so right. It, me and so I was like okay well I gotta try it and so I just dove in head first and what I was doing first and I kind of laugh now is that again I was bumping my head on the wall because I didn't have any mentorship so I was like I was taking what I did was the first thing I did was jumped on every social media platform I could find because I needed to network with people and I needed to find buyers right my end buyers right and so I started jumping on all these different platforms and just networking with people and so one of the first ladies that I kind of ran across and I'll put her name out there because she, she's a super nice woman but I met her on LinkedIn her name was Dr. Faye and she was a third generation real estate investor Wow! and so again I she was doing a lot of wholesaling but I didn't have any knowledge and so what I did was I used what I had which is my contracting skills mm-hmm. to kind of forge my way into her into a relationship with her okay so we, yep, were yep. We, were barter. we were barter right so she would be like okay well I'm about to buy this property I don't know what it costs to fix it up. Can you go and give me an assessment? And then in turn, I'll mentor you. So I was like, sure, let's do it. Okay, so and you so, use sweat so equity said, to get yourself in the door. Yep, exactly. Okay, and, that's important and, because we need people to know that not having the financial uh, means in the moment is not an excuse, right? You made right. yourself valuable to this lady, right? You yep, created your own value to her. Right? got to bring value, man. That's super important. So find out what's your strengths and bring that. And value could be anything. It could just be a relationship. It could be resources that you have. It could be anything that you think you have. Um, a lot Because a lot of people don't know. They're just like, oh, I need money. I need money. I need money. Right. And they focus on what they don't have instead of focusing on what they do have. Uh, yes, right? you're 100% correct. Because yeah. you can get yourself in the yeah. situation from anything. Right. You can be the person that's willing to take pictures of the of the houses and be the bird dogger and send it to the investor. Right. Because we can't investors can't be everywhere all the time. Right. So we need someone to take pictures. And and if we are reliable, you take good pictures, you know, the angles to to do of every room, you're going to make yourself useful. Right. So I think that's very important. I actually got a house from Rick Warren for fifteen hundred dollars because I was willing to cut the grass. The grass was six feet high, you know, but he didn't feel like dealing with it. It was in Pittsburgh area. And he's like, you go over there and cut the grass. I give you to be fifteen hundred, and I sure enough did cleaned it up. You know, so like I you said, it. what's your value you're bringing to somebody? Yeah, and and that's what you got to do, man. People, I'm not saying people do it. They, they I mean, because I think it's a natural human being instinct. You know, you're looking at resources other people have, and you want to tap in, and not looking into what you can actually bring to the table. And, it, mm. and it's, again, it's it doesn't have to be a financial thing. It could just be, it could be IP, right? Intellectual property. It could be, it could be whatever. Um, but, but you got to come to the table with something and knowing what you're bringing. There you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. So now you get your, you get into the wholesaling game. It takes you a year. You get your first wholesaling thing. You get your first shut the fuck up check, right? Pretty much. because you've been going a year calling cold calling nobody's signing the contract you're trying to tell people i'm getting into real estate but they're looking at you like you're just a contractor right we're in that middle spot and then it finally hits so what do you do and 
Well, it, it made me a believer. It made mm. me a believer. Like, oh, this can be done. Because that, kind of backing up to what you were saying, just touching on some of the stuff you just said, it was a lot of naysayers. It was people didn't think it was real. I, I went to a couple agents, right? Because mm-hmm. I was so excited about it. And I knew I had to have an agent to help me out. And they didn't have any clue what the hell I was talking about. One guy kind of knew what I was talking about. He was like, nah, that's illegal. You can't do that. That ain't going to work. <laughs> And like, you know, it just, it really, it really fueled my fire though, right? Because I was like, nah, I know this. It, it's for it to be illegal. Too many people talking about it. I just know it's not illegal. Right. We're not I seeing enough indictments on this one. Perfect. This is not scamming, y'all. It's not. This is very different. This is not a life hack. This is not scamming. Very, very different. Right. Because you need skills to be a wholesaler. I, I tried it yeah. once. I think I had, a, I bought a one mail list. I think I sent out 500 letters. And I got back no responses. I never tried it again. But I had already bought property. I was actually looking for more property. And I was like, this isn't for me. You know? Like, it's, I, I'm it's not funny. a networker like that. Because uh, it was a young lady that was mentoring. I started to mentor. And, and the first, we sent out a mailer. And she was just, you know, she was, she got so down on her luck that she just was like, this ain't going to work. And she stopped. And yeah. I was like, nah, you, you can't stop. That's the thing. You know, you you in it already. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you, it's ha- gonna happen. You just gotta believe, right? And um, and, and you have to have that fitting personality. You got to know your lane. Yep. Okay, so you got that going. Now you're a believer. When did you buy your first investment property or build it? Whichever one came first to you. Um, it was a it was a couple years after I started wholesaling. Um, it was a guy that I was we were doing a lot of wholesaling together. And we would, we would wholesale to like people in New York, right? People in New York got three times, four times as much money as people down here most of the time, right? When right, but can't afford to buy anything where they live. <laughs> right. Right? I mean, tell the and full so, story. I mean, that's pretty much. I mean, New York is astronomically high, right? Right. As well as LA. They make so a, a ton of, of money annually, but they can't afford to buy anything where they live. So they're looking to invest and in other places. Fast. So they start to look to other places to invest. So we would sell, um, we would wholesale properties. To these guys in New York and I you know I just I, for whatever reason I never because I was so addicted to that process getting those checks that I never really correlated the two of hey let me just do my own property I got right, I got right. a, I got a construction company already running why not do my own and he was like I mean boom as soon as he said it the, the light went off in my head because he was like look we're doing a lot of these wholesales for people let's do our own property mm. and so okay. I got with him and, and we started doing our own properties um, this is around, like you said, 2013, 14, um, when I actually start. They was giving away the West Side. They was giving it away. They, they were. They were giving it away. Was, People don't believe yeah, they, me when I tell them they were giving 5000 10000 I bought this, 10 this, houses this, under $10,000 that are all, I could throw a, a football to the belt line now. And I want to speak on that too. Right? Please do. Talk about it. Because. Because I got rich I off that shit. So talk about it. But the first ever property that I ran across, again, not knowing any better with real estate, um, and this is, I, I'm, I'm kind of backing up a little bit, um, just trying to jogging my memory, but. Do your thing, man. I own this before, shit. We can this, go wherever this, we want. This is before I saw wholesaling. Uh, it was a, it was a company out of California. They owned this house, right? I, well, I was, I was contracted to come to the house to, to give a price for the work, mm-hmm. but it ended up not having it, it not panning out. They was trying to sell the house for ten thousand dollars at first, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, fast forward, I never bought the house, right? They well, they came back about a month or so later 
try to sell it to me for 5000 <laughs> At that point, I started really considering. I'm like, all right. And now this is in Open City. Open City. And I was like, look, let me, I'm trying to figure out, okay, I'm like, I got the money to buy the house. But again, not knowing any better, right. I'm like, how would finances to fix this house up? Now, again, I'm, 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 I'm green to this, right? I don't know anything about real estate. I don't know anything. I'm just like, all right, I got the money. I know I can fix it, but how do I get the money to fix it? And I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to be stuck with this house, mm. and I'm, I'm not going to just be stuck with it. I ain't going to have no money to fix it. And, I, again, I laugh now because I'm you, looking at oh, the man. stuff that you don't know, how much that you don't know will hurt you, right? You know and what's like, so Damn. crazy? Because everybody I told when I was buying up these bandos said the same thing. You're just going to be stuck with the house. How are you going to fix it up? And I'm telling yeah. them. That's not the point. The point is, is that when do you ever think in our lifetime we're going to see five and ten thousand dollar homes inside of a major city? That's a booming town of Atlanta. Never. So it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Like the problem is, is that people don't look at it when the price is that low. You're saying, do you think it's ever going to get lower? Like, no, that's my question. Right. How much lower can it get? Like, how much lower do you want this property to be? So you didn't get and it. So, no, nah, I didn't get it, man. And that was my first lesson in real estate. And I said, I'll never make that mistake again. Okay. Okay. Fast forward, um, the, the neighborhood asked you height. Yep. Right? Yep. I kind of, I, and, I'll, and I'll say that. And I'm, I'm, I'm super humble, man, but I want to tell the truth because you better. it's super important. So I'm probably about 30% responsible for that neighborhood myself coming in where it is right now. Wow. Because... I took that same concept that I learned, the hard lesson that I learned about mm-hmm. not buying that five thousand dollar house, and I came across houses in Ashley Heights for ten thousand, fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. I bought a house for five thousand. I bought a house for two thousand, and I was just start buying them up. And I made a sacrifice in that in that time period. It was about a three or four year time period, probably even five years, where I didn't drive an expensive car. I didn't have a car, nor any of that. Yep, I just was I work truck. My pickup truck, and everywhere I went and everything I did, I was in that pickup truck. But I made that sacrifice, and I said, no, I'm taking what I, so what I would do is take my construction money that I made, my profits, and I would just dump it into the real estate. Yep, buy up a bando. Yep, and I would do that, and um, I would sit on it for a little bit. And one house, the house that I bought for 2000 I sat on it for like, I, I, I was debating what I was going to fix. I actually started some of the work, mm-hmm. but like just, I didn't put no real money into it. Probably like another five thousand dollars into it mm-hmm. um i sitting on the house for two years and i end up selling it for eighty five thousand dollars hello hello so <laughs> that right there she man it just it turned me into it turned me into a monster man it turned me into a beast man when it came to real estate because i'm like now i get it now I, now it's really clicking to me isn't that and, good when that when that when that real one hits that account that 80 piece, Man. 90 piece, that shit changed your whole life, bro. And it, I just and talked it about it in the past episodes. It really does. It really, because really does. Me, I just made my mother's salary in a few months or whatever the case may be versus what she just made in a whole year. Right. And so that, that, again, that blew me out the water, bro. But I want to, but I want to be careful though when we say this, cause someone just got on me about this is when we're talking these stories, right? We kind of sell ourselves short. That $85,000 house and that check that you got was five years in the making before. That started when you decided to learn how to read measuring tape, right? That's true. That $85,000 started when you decided to measure 
at 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. So people are always looking for the life hack or the shortcut. And it's good. That shut the fuck up check is amazing. Right. <laughs> but it comes that started reading tape at 20. Right. I need them to right. understand that. And so for you to say that you had a hand in rebuilding 30 percent. Right. So fuck it. Let's say we put a little cap on there. It's even 10 percent, 20 percent of a neighborhood in a major city as a black developer, sir, I, I, I take my, my hat off to you. I really do. That, that, that is something that we can't, we, it's not a laughing matter. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's not funny because it's, it's something like that. That is just, it's going to change the world. It's, it's just going to change the world. So and I'm glad you said little tidbits for me because it actually is. It just it's just jogging my mind. It's making me realize how much of an impact that is. Yeah, I man. Because I'm just working, man. I'm just I'm just doing what I do. But best. it's my job to give you your flowers, sir. You're 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 a black I'm, I'm, real estate developer, and and the only reason why we're gonna be able to have a shot at protecting our neighborhoods and vertically integrating and getting the monetization that our people deserve is by having developers, by having bankers, by having buy and hold guys, by having flippers, by having wholesalers. You need the whole ecosystem, right? And too many times people are so busy trying to make themselves seem like the best that they're not willing to acknowledge the other people in the space. And that's just not what I'm about. So when I came across you and I see the work you're doing, right? I see you in the rain at the construction site trap checking right so i said this guy knows what he's talking about from professional level but he's also knows what he's talking about from a level of i fucked up and i ain't going back right and that's important we got to show that that is a, a ingredient that you need it's not always about the suit you're wearing or your credit score all this stuff all that stuff ain't gonna save you when something goes wrong you're gonna need to love it you're going to need to be able to put that hard work and roll your sleeves up. And so it's very important for people to hear, yeah, he got that check, but he started at 20 being humble and learning how to read a measuring tape. That's a fact. Well, yeah, man, that's, that's powerful, brother. Um, and so, and that's, you know, that, and that's, Really, the reason I agreed to do this because I do think and I know that people need to hear the story because, you know, a lot of people are looking at me and they just see, you know, they see the accolades, right? They see the stuff you have. They see the stuff that you're doing and the trips you take and all that. But they don't know. A lot of people don't really know the backstory. Mm. Like they don't know the stuff that you put in. A lot of times, like, you know, I have a brother for a long time. He was a non-believer just because he, he'll see me. But I used to be like, bro, I'm not going to ask you to do nothing that I wouldn't do. Right, because right. they be like, oh, they see me as the boss, and they like, I'd be like, oh, can you go do X, Y, Z, right, whatever that may be. I need you to go clean this this grout out the tile, and they used to look at me crazy, and I used to be like, bro, that's something. Like, I, you need me to get in there and get my hands dirty with you. Like, I'm not gonna ask you to do anything I wouldn't do. And mm-hmm. So I have to, you know, make people really re- realize that because they just think that, hey, you at this, you had reached this pinnacle mark, but you've never done 
the peasant work. And I'm like, oh, no, I definitely did enough. Absolutely. Did Absolutely. And you're still doing it. Well. You're still yeah, doing it. Right. And still doing it. Like you say, I, man, look, I go out, you know, I get my boots on. And it was a girl that actually the day we was out in the rain. She was out there with me. And the night before she texted and said, well, look, I'm going to pull up to one of your sites. And so she's a commercial broker. And I said, look, bring your boots. You know, don't come out here looking cute, bringing your heels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come out here to work. Yeah. And I'm going to show you, you know, just what we're doing and, and how impactful it is and all that kind of stuff. And so she loved that. She was like, look, say no more. I got you. I'm going to bring my boots and I'm there. And so, yeah. And, um, and I, I'm going to work. I'm sorry to cut you off, but speaking of your sites, I noticed that you're doing like a a multi-unit project, right? There's multiple townhomes involved. Well, we doing we doing a couple different projects right now. We're doing a couple different developments. So we got a 29 unit subdivision. Right, I think that's the one I'm talking about. And then we have well, I looked at I, I'm trying to decide whether I want to get it as a 22 townhome development. This this one of the buildings are up already, um, but that's not that's not nothing that we're actually doing physically just right now. We're just kind of looking into the deal right now. Mm-hmm. And then we got two sites. One is in permitting for a mixed use development. Uh, which is which is which is ours, and then I have another one that we just closed on um, just past Wednesday for another mixed use development, um, and all this is in the city of Atlanta, West Side, because there's so much resources and money being dumped into this area. Oh, it's there. hotter than fish grease. Yes, hotter than fish capitalize. grease. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is, it definitely and that's is. why. And I, and, I say, and I say the West Side is the best side just because uh, I laugh about it all the time, but just because I I know uh, and geography wise we are the closest neighborhood to the downtown area oh yeah right oh yeah from my house i could probably walk downtown in literally like 30 minutes and then i could walk and so that kind of gives you a, a general idea of how close we are to to downtown area absolutely and then so also something that um that that is really interesting about you is that you're very accessible you know, you're you're very accessible. You're out there. You're talking to all different types of people. You're very inviting. So when you're doing this, are you guys purchasing stuff as an investment group? Do you have a company you want to shout out? Are you are you doing this alone? Like, how is this working for you? No, we have. All right. So what we did was again, I, as I told you, I started out with construction, and we we did a lot of uh, with construction. We have a construction company that's been running now nine years, mm-hmm. and we did. Uh, we was mainly focused on a lot of commercial stuff, and then we kind of scaled back and did some residential stuff as well as investment. And so mm. I turned that company, well, I left that company intact, and then we started a development company because now everything is fully integrated for us. So, right, we have everything that you need for a development. And so we turned that into a development company. So all these projects that you see, 95% of them are ours. Like, we own them. We bought them, we own them, we invest in them. Wow. And so that stuff development company which is Gurley and Stratford and if you know anything about Gurley and Stratford that name that comes those are the two names that actually the two guys are O.W. Gurley and I can't think of the other guy named Stratford but they actually started the Black Wall Street okay 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 that was my uh, inspiration for that name so it's Gurley and Stratford development Um, and so you know, again, 95% of the projects that you see that we own and invest in our own selves. And uh, we don't have an investment group. I mean, we actually looking to, you know, do that on some bigger projects where we actually bring in other investors. Right. Actually, to kind of fast forward, that's going to be part of one of our, our other mentorships where it's going to be a, it's going to be a year mentorship. It's going to be, we haven't, 
figured out a price point just yet, but it's going to be between a thirty to fifty grand um, investment. Buy-in. Yep. Right? Not only do you get in, not only do you get mentorship for the year, but part of that money that you invest in is going to actually go into a project where you're going to have equity into that project as well. Correct. So, not only are you going to have mentorship, but you'll have equity into a project which you obviously get some of your money back as well as you know, you can invest in whatever else you decide to invest in from the mentorship. That's very interesting. So that's very kind of, interesting. That's kind of how we're setting it up. And um, so we don't have an investment group as of yet. It's just all um, pretty much out of our pockets. It's just the profits we took over the years and we just kind of dumping them into, into our own investment project. So you're still with the same guy you started with? Yep. See, yep. that's that. See that right there. See, let's not skip over that either, sir. That's team building. Yes, that's team sir. building. That's team building. You guys started together wholesaling. Your partner goes, hey, man, we're leaving money on the table. You go, what are you talking about? We're getting checks, bro. I'm out here. I'm living. What are you talking about? We're getting checks consistently. <laughs> right? right? Am, I, am I saying something that's wrong? Stop me. Because no, I wasn't no, there. Not, not, not at all. Not at all. And well, he's I like. Wanna, I just want to correct something. So please the do. That, the guy that, the guy that uh, who said, hey, let's start flipping our own. He's not my business partner. He was just a guy like I mean, I just I met him doing wholesaling and we just kinda of teamed up with some stuff. Okay. The business partner that I have now actually he's from New York. I actually met him through another friend of mine and then we just kinda of started running. So I kinda of started teaching him wholesaling, but he was more on the construction side of things mm. and we kinda of up on the construction side and then I, I was kinda of a little bit ahead of him when it came to real estate, but then I started teaching him the real estate game and so now we like we fully engulfed into the real estate and construction on you know on all ends. Okay, so you so mix we, you we mix can, that so hard working spirit with that New York hustle, and now you guys built this. There you go. Wow, you go, that is amu- that is amazing, right? That's an example of black men working together, having a vision to improve our community, having an impact once you created that vision, and now you're reaping the w- rewards and profits and reaching back. Right. That's important, man. Right. Uh, you're so involved in it that I don't think you understand how important that is. That's why I'm like trying to slow you I, down. I don't. You see what I'm saying? It's like, God, wait, whoa, whoa. Let's let's slow down and, and, and give you your flowers and realize that you're building the tracks, my brother, that a generation is going to come behind us and roll on. Yeah. I, the guy that I met in Chicago that I call my brother right now, he's the one who pretty much he drugged me to social media. Right. But for me, I, the, the thing was, I wasn't afraid to do it, but I just know if I did it, for one, I don't half-ass anything. Mm-hmm. And for two, um, I, I wanted to make sure that I gave as much value as possible, right? And some people say I was overthinking it, but I just wanted to know, I just wanted to be sure that, you know, I was giving people the right stuff, man. And I, I, and I again, I didn't want to half-ass it, and I wanted to be, um, I, I wanted to do the right thing, right? And so right. that's what took me so long. To, to expose it to social media because for a long time I've just been moving you know I, and I've been post I was posting here and there but I wasn't really doing it like I'm doing it now right you're taking and I serious. just wanted to make sure that I'm moving and, and I wanted to be very intentional about how I moved and how I was going to help people and how I was going to bring it to the market and so I think that's that's what took me so long but you just made an important piece is that um, it, it does it does need to be spoken about it does need to be seen it does need to be brought to the forefront because um, again as I see now, I've been helping so many other people. Yeah, who, who wants to get in the space? And 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 the thing that I once again um, that's so interesting is that we were working in the same space at the same time. And and I'm and once again, I gotta I gotta bring up something. 
we have to give the prophet Nipsey Hussle his props because he's the one that gave the call for the buyback the block movement, which we are all part of. Me and you are talking about that movement. That's the buy back the block movement. And we're not going to let that go unsaid. God damn it. I'm going to document that. The reason why we're having this conversation is because Nipsey Hussle said, if we're going to hustle on these streets and out these houses, we need to own them. He said that. And he said, I'm calling all the dope boys and everybody out there to go and buy themselves one bando, a piece of dirt in your neighborhood. That's what he that's what he called for. And then so now 10 years later, me and you were having this conversation. You had a huge hand in developing a neighborhood. Me, I, I, I bought up everything I could and held it and I still have it. And so I'm a part of that that process. You know what I mean? I don't have the leverage of of the outsiders telling me when to sell or when not to. Does that make sense? And so we're yeah, able to control sense. that, you know, and when I'm ready to develop, I'm going to use you. Right. As, as my black developer, as my contractor, as the guy who's going to walk me through the permitting process. Right. The other day I reached out to you and said, hey, man, this house I'm on, on Rome Hill. Is this what do I do? Is it a full gut or a, 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 a tear down? What do I do? You said, no, man, cut that. Add an addition. You're good to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're all sharing in this and I need everybody to put in their piece. Right. I'm not you. You're not me. But it's not a debate. It's not a, oh, don't listen to this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You got to do it my way. No, 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 no. We, we all can do it this way. Whatever way is your lane, it's just got to focus on building our community, and I'm with it. And, I, I mean, again, I'm glad you're speaking on that as well because as a culture, I think that we are so much in competition and not trying to pull the resources together, right? It's all about, oh, okay, you're doing that. I've got this, and I'm doing this. And it's like, no, nah, what I love, it seems to me, is that everybody has their own lane. And for, even for the people who share lane, it's okay. Because just because you're a developer doesn't mean that you all develop the same kind of way. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, the, like, you know, speaking of, like, the brothers who are doing the development in South Park Cottages, well, tiny homes or, 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 uh, or uh, micro homes, like, that's not necessarily my lane. Right? But they doing it and they doing it on a high level. And I know those brothers and it's good to say that I do. Um, or you got a guy. And we need to support him. Yeah, we do all the time. Uh, and we, and me and him does, we support each other heavy. Um, there is another guy named Kevin, the builder. He's, um, he does shipping containers. Mm. I can do that, but I really don't do shipping containers. And so he does shipping containers. And so I think it's a lane for everybody to be in. And then we, like you said, we can pool our resources together and we can help each other, right? And I believe, like like Nipsey said, I believe in group economics, and I think that if we can do that more, we'll we'll be we'll be stronger as you know as a culture, as a unit, and I think we can really do some things. And so uh, I'm looking to do something like that in the near future. But I, I mean, I don't understand how people just don't, you know, it's like we don't have to fight for this, for the position when everybody could just run their own lane, you know what I mean? Well, well, we got to be honest and we know what that's about. And we got to, um, unprogram ourselves from the, the slave genocide and Holocaust that our people went through. It was, it wasn't only physical and you know that I know that we all know that, but we're scared to talk about it. There was a lot of mental, there was a lot of, um, I can't eat if you eat 
right? They did that on purpose. They would have five people put out four pieces of chicken. That was on purpose. And if you do that for generation after generation after generation, we can't look at each other as allies. And the minute that we did look at each other as allies, we were separated, right? Mm -hmm. So we only, we only recently are learning the open and safe group economics in this country, right? Because that's our original economics from the motherland, right? That's how it works. But, but that's something that we, we had to hide in order to keep here in America. And we're just now breaking out of that. So it's important that we have outlets like this that are black owned, that are not afraid to talk about the issues that are not censored. You know, I'm not looking to get a deal from somebody. Right. So I don't have to watch what the fuck we say. We're going to tell the truth. And we need to empower our people to know that we're natural investors. We're natural builders. We're natural developers. We're natural community builders. We naturally work together. Think about how your grandparents and your aunts and uncles used to pay for those family vacations and those cruise ships, right? Think about how the church used to go and organize the the Christmas shopping trip. That is it, right? So we know how to do it. We just got to get back to it. And so it's up to us, my brother, as 40-year-olds and as this generation from the 80s to be able to lay that blueprint back out. Because the tracks are there, they're just a little dusty. So we got to clear them off. That's all. Again, man, you you just hitting on some, some, some real pain points. And I'm going to share my experience with you. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I don't know if you were actually following it at the time, but I was in Africa. Mm. So this is my first time ever going to Africa, and I was in Egypt. And so just being able to see the pyramids up close, and I walked in one and walked, you know, climbed up halfway, man, it, it just kind of blew my mind. And But it but it also opened up my mind and realizes, like, you know, we are the natural builders, right? We this mm-hmm. is like when you The greatest at, builders you, this world has ever seen. It doesn't seem like it, but these, these pyramids are like 200 feet and 300 feet high. And that's tall. That's a skyscraper. Absolutely. Right? And so when you think about it, you know, those were some of the first skyscrapers. And, and you, you think about America and how much they, you know, stole from us and, and, and changed our thinking, our, our way of living and everything. Well, they, they took those from us, right? And and now we see these modern skyscrapers, but those were some of the first skyscrapers. And I kind of talked about this. It's like, man, this is some of the first real estate. Uh, we talked about Egypt, and it's still making money to the day. To Absolutely. Day, right? Absolutely. Right? Uh, you got to pay for those tours. It's not like it's, it's just free. You go up, it, it and I don't know about you, but I haven't seen any skyscrapers that are thousands of years old. It, exactly. So, I um, mean, you, you, you do the math. And I think that's what I'm saying. The fact, and when you went in there, you to yourself said, damn, this isn't my first life being a builder. That's why I have this passion. See, that's what I want us to start connecting with. We all have a passion that we can turn into a business, a skill and then invest that money into something that will create generational wealth. And I think that's really, really important. And that's why I wanted to get you on the, <clears throat> excuse me. That's why I wanted to get you on the show and, and share your message and, and make sure that people understand that this isn't a boot camp or a situation where this guy is just trying to sell something and doesn't have any pedigree. I've checked this guy's resume because we were in the same area together. Right. I, I I know this is real. I know what you're saying is real. I know the places you're at. I know those houses and those sites, right? Mm -hmm. So I want people to understand that 
there's no excuse to not jump in the pool when you have resources like this podcast, you have resources like you as mentorship, when you have people like Instagram, right, that on Instagram, other people, you have the tiny home community people, the shipping container people, you have everything. Let's start using those resources together and not separately. You don't have to choose which one you're going to listen to, right? You need to soak it all together and then figure out naturally what your lane is. So, sir, I want to really, really thank you for your time. And we got to do this again. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with it anytime, man. Anything I mean, you need me to do or you need from me, just let me know. Yeah, I want to um, speak to I'm, some of these other developers in the town, man, because I think that's important to, to get the different angles of it, you know? Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah. I can I can introduce you to any, any of them, man. Just, just let me know where. All right, well, give the and, people uh, your socials and where they can contact you and all that fun stuff, my brother. Um, I'm, I'm really heavy on Instagram. I do got a TikTok, but this is the same name on TikTok and Instagram. Um, my Instagram is too fly to be real estate. The number two underscore um, flies, and then the number two again um, to be real estate. I know it's kind of long, but two flies to be real estate. Um, and I'm going to put it in the episode, in the bio of the episode, so people can just go right to it. Got you. Got you. So I appreciate that, brother. And definitely, I, I want to do this again. Uh, let's link up and, you know what I mean, talk about some, some, some different stuff, some different deals we can put together. Absolutely. We're and totally going to work together. I, I appreciate it, too. I know, I know you're giving me my flowers, man, but. Uh, you know, I, I want to reciprocate that. And I think that what you're doing and a platform that you have is super dope. Um, just having a podcast and, and being able to put, you know, different people on a platform to, 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 to bring awareness to different aspects of real estate. I think um, I think what you're doing, is, again, is super dope and just continue to do what you do, bro. Oh, man, I so appreciate it. I so appreciate it. And, you know, I, I consider you a friend. Um, I'm glad I have your number now. I'm going to continue to support you and follow you on Instagram. I definitely want to take your boot camp and I want everyone else to do the same. Cause if I'm going to take it, then that means it's, it's, it's legitimate. Um, so yeah, man, I want to thank you. And, um, we just got to do this again, man. You have a great day. Okay. Uh, you as well, bro. Thanks. Of course. Bye-bye. All right. Um, I think daddy should make a lot of money so we can have more properties and make way more money than we're supposed to because I think making money means that we can that we can expand more of our properties and then we can make more money by having um, better properties.